Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 13. Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. And today's episode is going to be accompanied by special guest Pamela Hernandez. And today's topic is going to be the recap of the second annual Neo Kizama Festival that just happened not too long ago here in Austin, Texas. It was an awesome event. And we wanted to kind of dedicate a podcast to the recap of it because there was a lot of things that we learned and realized and it's definitely a growing process but Pamela will be here to kind of help us out and kind of make this more of a conversation about the festival she also played a very helpful role with the volunteers and just overall she was kind of like my right hand woman throughout the festival so I'll let Pamela share a few words hi everybody thank you Charles for having me first of all um, also, when he's talking about me being his right-hand woman, you guys couldn't see, but I was kissing my muscles right when he said that. So just throw that out there real quick. Um, but I did want to talk about, or ask you at least about your vision. I know that you had talked a few times about what you wanted this festival to be like. I unfortunately wasn't able to go to the first festival, so I wasn't able to experience that. But going into this one, I was really interested in knowing what you wanted this festival to look like and why why you did. All right. So the vision for the festival this year was something that I spent a lot of time thinking about and pondering about to make sure that the festival stood for something. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you know that have been following me with Neo Kizoma, like I've kind of put my stake in the ground in the in the Kizoma realm as far as like preferring the more neo slash urban sounds of music and styles of dance and things like that just really what resonates and gets my heart to soar and, and takes me to that level of of euphoria off the dance floor not belittling the the technique or the importance or anything of the history behind Kizomba and and Semba and things like that and and there'll be more guests on the podcast, but definitely if I were to choose between both of them, I would definitely choose or prefer more modern Neo Kizomba. Now, with that being said, with the festival, I wanted to cater to that because I feel like in the US, at least where it is right now in July 2016, there are definitely more traditional Kizomba only festivals in the US, we have the Miami Beach Kizoma Festival, we have Sawa Sawa, we have Tabanka here in Texas, and several other events as well that are more catered to traditional slash authentic. And I just wanted to give something, a create an, a quality event for those people who wanted a more urban sound. Um, another thing that I did differently with this particular festival that you don't see in a lot of other festivals is quality over quantity of instructors. Instructors that we brought and we'll shed some light on the, each of them and why I chose them individually. 
was Felicien and Isabel, or he would probably want me to say Isabel and Felicien, uh, Lawrence and Adeline, Anna, and for the DJ, we had DJ Snakes. So it was really bringing some of the best of the best in the urban slash neo realm. And then also another thing, me personally, if you guys have taken classes or workshops with me before, I really like learning. So I really wanted to focus on the learning aspect because I want to level up the the urban dancers to give them solid techniques, solid opportunities to learn from some of the best in the business that we have right now to up those level dancers and then instructors and get that to spread and hopefully the ripple effect of that will get more urban dancers to grow here in the US. Yeah, I think that's really great of you to actually do because not everyone is able to go and travel maybe as often as other people are, especially over to Europe and taste what it's like to dance with other dancers. Um, who have a different style, specifically neo or, or urban. So it was really, really neat that you brought some of Paris over to the United States, I thought, and a lot of people were talking about how amazing it was and how it wasn't too difficult, but it was still just the right amount of challenges for the workshops. So I thought you did a really, really, really great job on who you brought over. For sure, and we have to give a special shout out to Marietta and Aaron, who are also on the teaching roster for the second annual New Kizoma Festival, they're definitely, their strength or their forte is definitely in more of a traditional foothold, I guess, if you will, if that's the proper word for it. But they're open to urban and they don't bash it or knock it or talk negatively about it or anything like that, which is why um, I had no qualms with bringing them to the festival because they're able to do both or appreciate both or respect both sides. And... It was really awesome to have her here teaching with Aaron and seeing Aaron's growth over the past year or two has been really phenomenal. So shout out to Tarajinga and, and Aaron out there with Kizomba Uwa. I'll be sure to include the, our Facebook link in the show notes so you guys can follow them on Facebook. And Marietta, I'm pretty sure either Snapchat or Instagram would probably be the best thing to, to follow with her. So with that being said, um, I do want to shed the light right to the volunteers that made the event possible and why it was considered a success. Seeing the amount of work that people put in to help the event happen as far as putting down the floors, as far as helping out with the sign, as far as helping out with the lights and the sounds. I've never seen that many people work together to kind of help me out or what a vision that I had and it was really, really, really humbling to see all those people working and putting in time and effort and things like that to assist or offering for help. Many people offered for help and things like that. So, I mean, the best thing I could say, I probably said it a million times on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you to all those volunteers, whether you guys did a lot or a little. It was all appreciated and kind of helped make the weekend. I guess I don't want to say unforgettable, but memorable for sure. Another interesting thing about the people who volunteered were those people who also kind of share my vision to kind of help promote and to help promote more modern Neokizomba here in the U.S. And ever since I've been teaching for about two years now, so I've come across and I've taught in a lot of different cities across the U.S. and Canada and Mexico. And those people who resonated the most with, with that vision were kind of like the first ones who were like quick to volunteer to help out during those festivals. So the volunteers weren't strangers to me, but they were strangers to each other. And it was really interesting to see and awesome to see how they just clicked with all another. They were all kind of go-getters. They were ready to help. They were really to, it was really interesting to see those, flinch, those friendships start to, to bloom 
And me knowing all of them and having history with them individually, but now together they're able to pull together and help out with the event. Yeah, I remember the first time I met one of the volunteers, Michael in particular, he was staying with Charles. And me being, on quotation, Charles' right-hand woman, um, he was introducing some of these people to me. He's like, hey, meet Michael so-and-so. He's, I think you're going to like him because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll see. And then I meet him and instantly I'm like, this guy's awesome right so then we start talking we started talking about coffee and just some irrelevant things but then later on realized very quickly how well we would work together and so not just michael but also monique she was another person that really really stood out to me and within the first hour like we were slapping each other's butts like it was it got really personal very quickly but everyone was really really great and uh iraqli was another one he very like was super super quick to like help and all these people there were so many other names and so many other people who were there to help but i'd never met any of them right and i never even known any of them on facebook nothing they were complete strangers to me and i was kind of the person to get the volunteers all together and unite them also and make sure that there was some sort of you know scheduling for the volunteers so not only myself, but then the volunteers within themselves also, it was like we'd known each other for years. So it was really, really unique um, and a very cool experience for me to, to be a part of. No, it was, it was really a team effort that made it possible. And it just goes to show you like, like attracts like. And it was just interesting to see that with all the people that I've taught or helped with or had cool conversations with, like the majority of them were all under one roof and were able to pull together because one of the things that really stood out and we'll talk a little bit more about this later on in the podcast is the atmosphere of the festival but I can't really take credit for the atmosphere because it's all a part of the people that were there already and just kind of like their spirit their vibe their outlook or perspective on the whole Kizomba world that we're part of right now and passion for that and just seeing all that kind of mesh together naturally without it being forced or you didn't have to do anything. It just kind of happened naturally on its own. So that was really, really awesome. For we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the volunteers um, that kind of helped out. Um, we have Monique from Oklahoma, Michael from Florida, Michael Johnson. He did a lot of helping, like his from the floors to the sound to helping out DJing. Thank you so much. Uh, Fawn Leg and her friend Paula did a lot of help with registration and things like that really were helpful. Uh, Bray from... Midland and Nicole and Marta also from Midland. They also did a lot of work as far as helping out with the floor, especially Sunday night. Thank you guys. Juho from Chicago. This guy was helping out so much. Um, he helps out with the Chicago International Salsa Congress and he was just kind of sharing his insights and kind of, I guess, bigger vision things like from a bird's eye view of the festival, but he was not afraid to roll up his sleeves and help out with the floor. Uh, Hannah here in Austin helped out a lot to bring the artists for the food and things like that. Rockley helped out with food a lot and with registration. Uh, Tiffany here in Austin helped out a lot with airport pickups and things like that. Uh, there was also Tiffany from Oklahoma who helped out a lot with registration. David from Oklahoma did a lot of help with the floor, especially Sunday night when we were all kind of groggy and hadn't slept yet. Uh, Nikki here from Austin, who recently moved here to Austin from Iowa, put in a lot of work on the floor, helping out with artists and things like that. Um, Lucero, Kizoma woman from Mexico, came down and helped out a lot as well. And 
Courtney from Oklahoma, Rena from Vancouver. Um, she was part of my workshop when I went out to Vancouver the first time back in 2014. And she came out to the festival this year, which was awesome. And then there was another woman named Carolina who was like Super. superwoman <laughs> yeah. helping out with the floor uh, on Thursday. It was crazy. But thank you guys so much. Yeah, she was like pulling out some Hulk moves or something <laughs> like that. She might be the Hulk's wife. <laughs> so it was really awesome to help you guys. Um, I'm sorry if I missed anybody. Uh, there's Marquita. There was Cindy. There was Anjan, uh, Sarah from Denver. There's a lot of people who helped out to make that weekend amazing. I also want to give a huge shout out to Fabian with Austin Inspired Movement. His crew helped out, put a lot of floor. Um, he's been very receptive um, with my move to Austin um, to teach Kizomba. He started Kizomba here in Austin first. And from there, it started to grow. And now we have multiple instructors. And then myself, I moved here at the beginning of 2015. And so he put in a lot of work at the floors and helping out and like getting the performers and the artists together and things like that. Um, encouraging and uh, people at the event and stuff like that. He's the awesome people person and coordinating and things like that. So shout out to Fabian with Austin Inspired Movement. He also played a big hand in the festival as well. And one person who we all will definitely say was Miss Lola 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 from San Francisco. She is Mrs. Supporter slash Believer slash Encourager slash promoter slash everything under the sun. Everything. Um she was she did a lot to help out with the event and picking up the artists and helping out with food and like making sure everybody was okay. She's been truly a an angel. An angel here um with the whole Neil Kizama vision and the festival and things like that. So Lola, big shout out to you to help out helping out um with this vision and sharing this passion of mine and just kinda getting it going here in the U.S., without you, it probably wouldn't be happening a lot because she's been very encouraging for me as well. So thank you, Lola. And I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody, all the volunteers fell in love with Lola as well. So it was really, really awesome. So those volunteers, the people who offered out to help out and things like that just made the event work and flow so much better because it's the one thing it's like okay yeah it was my vision but at the same time none of it would have been possible without those volunteers so i want to make sure i'm really clear about that and i can't even take credit because those people supported me to help make it possible one thing that he didn't actually talk to me about his vision and like hey this is what i want the event to do and blah 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 no dictator type stuff at all he was like uh, this is what i want and that's about it so then me and then everyone else kind of had like an idea of what his vision is just because of our experiences with you and then what we've gone through with you, I guess, through classes and just other things like of that nature. It's you never once told me this is what I expect from you. And I know that you didn't do that with the other, you know, volunteers. So I thought that was really, really unique. So this year for the festival was also really, really special because it was our first year at a hotel and that brought its benefits and headaches as well <laughs> dealing with the hotel negotiations and things like that um we had it at the sheraton downtown here in austin which was really good um we did the survey and a lot of people liked the hotel for the most part as far as like the ambiance and the rooms and things like that but 
of course, with every new business partnership, there's going to be kinks and things like that. Um, we won't get into those because it's just going to chalk it up to experience and things like that. But um, it was really awesome to know that we were able to pull off an event at the hotel and not lose any money. Um, helping out with the promotion from Facebook with flyers and things like that was crazy. Um, airport pickups and drop offs with different artists coming in at different times, getting dropped off at different times. DJ Snakes, that was fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> DJ Snakes and Laurent both got stopped for questioning on the way into the US. So it was a little stressful with both of them, but they're able to make it through, which was awesome. Being at the hotel, having a ballroom also meant that we had to put a floor down. And Oscar Martinez, um, he works with the Big Salsa Festival. Shout out to Oscar to helping out put down the floor and offering his experience and things like that. Um, from the registration to the sales of the wristbands to getting food for the artists, setting up the sounds and the lights. Um, those are kind of like the major things, but there's a lot of things that go on between those things to kind of help the event flow together. Going back to the original vision is like usually at like a salsa bachata festival and they have a Kizomba edition. Like Kizomba isn't like the prime focus of that event. I really wanted to just provide a quality Kizomba only event for the attendees with a nice floor, with an awesome DJ, with good flights, all catered to the Kizombero. I don't have anything against salsa bachata. Those are my first dances before I started dancing Kizomba. But at the same time, if you want to get better at something and have people focus on that, they have to be able to focus on one thing at a time and not focus on three, four or five different dances throughout the weekend, you know? So yes, some events, some events cater to that and they want to give you a wide variety of choices and things like that. I think that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel what's going to give us the biggest impact for the people who we are catering the festival for is definitely going to be for people who want Kizomba for that weekend. There are other events that will give you a little bit of everything. But for the hotel, I'm sorry, for the festival, for the Neo Kizomba Festival, I want it to be a heavy dose of quality urban Kizomba to help build that up. And I think that was something that rang true throughout the feedback that we got throughout the weekend for that for our festival so that kind of segues into our instructors and why you pick them but before i ask you that i wanted to go into a little bit about marietta and aaron just because i have a soft spot for them because they're my instructors um, but just like them who they do both you know urban and traditional there i've had so many people even especially at the festival your festival the neo kids festival asking me okay well you know what do you like more do you like urban neo or do you like traditional authentic and i'm like i i really do genuinely i love both like i have this soft spot because i learned with marietta and aaron um and then i also like maybe four months after i met them i met you so for me my learning experience with kisomba has only been a year but i've grown in both genres i think pretty consistently and evenly so it's been a really unique experience and in comparing that to everyone at the neo kiss festival it's been a really a really great awesome learning experience it's been really cool so another shout out just to them just because i love them <laughs> because i can and now i want to ask you why did you pick the instructors like i know why i i you know rooted for marietta and aaron but why did you pick specifically laurent and adeline and isabel and felician and dj snakes and not like why them 
Um, each of them have their own story with me individually, so I'll just give a little bit snippet about each one of them. So Laurent and Adeline, they were part of the festival last year, and it was by accident. We were going to be bringing Ozzy and Gigi originally, but then Ozzy hurt his foot, and he said, okay, no problem, I can recommend these people here, and he recommended Laurent and Adeline, and i never seen these guys teach. I've seen some of their YouTube videos and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, we can bring them, and they came, and they totally killed all the classes that they had. People fell in love with them. It's like you have to bring them back again this year. So that's why we're bringing them about again this year. But with Laurent, um, going back into the like attracts like, mm-hmm. we really started to click like as far as friends, like sharing the vision, sharing the, the technique and the passion for Kizomba. Also a little bit more of our entrepreneurship in the dance world and things like that. So he's been becoming more of a closer and closer friend. And some of the projects that he's starting to do in Europe really piqued my interest and that's why I'm bringing him to the festival and he brought the show your style concept. So question about show your style. Why did you choose to have that on Friday as the first like opening act, I guess, in in this event? I'll say what show your style is and then we'll talk about why I chose that to start off or kick off the festival. So show your style. I'm pretty sure all of you guys have seen hip hop videos like Matt Stefania and some other choreographers that kind of put it together like a choreo that's like maybe a minute long and then they do it to the they teach it to a group of people and at the end of the class they record it and each person does the choreo, but then there's also opportunity for them to kind of show the individual flair or style with the choreo. So that's the kind of the same concept with show your style, but with the world of Kizomba and particularly Urban Kizomba. Um, I'll share some of the videos of Show Your Style so you guys can see firsthand what's going on. But um, with Urban Kizomba and the music and the variety of the music and things like that, with Kizomba in general, like the leader really does get a chance to show what he is. After he gets past the basics, then like the next one of the next steps is like, okay, now, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to play within the music? Do you want to be softer? Do you want to do more body? Do you want to do more urban? Like there's a lot of different uh, roads or things that a leader can choose to show their style. So I wanted to really open up the festival with that to let people know like, hey, I want you guys to take the information that we're teaching throughout the weekend. But at the same time, don't forget to process the technique of what they're teaching, but then apply your style to it at the end. So that way you have your personal style and you're learning from a lot of different people and now it's hard to even distinguish who you're learning from because you're learning from everybody and just taking what you like and not really using what doesn't inspire you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why we kind of started off with that for the festival. Isabel and Felician, obviously one of the most popular Kizoma couples in the world right now, in the the Kizoma world. I played a part of bringing them to Texas the first time under Kizoma Harmony about two years ago or three years ago. It's been a while and they haven't been back since. And I know I've seen these guys teach several times in a lot of different places here in the U.S., and also in Europe, and it's always very clean instruction. Uh, they definitely give the Kizomba like a sensual elegance, a good representation of sensual elegance, which is awesome to have. So, and a lot of people haven't met them yet um, who might have been introduced in the Kizomba world um, within that time period that we brought them last time. So, I figured it'd be a very good time to bring them again. Uh, Enna, the Prince of Urban Kids. Um, a lot of people see his videos and moves and things like that, and nobody's really gotten a chance to learn from him. So it's one thing to be able to see his, his 
videos and YouTube videos and things like that. I wanted to meet them in the flesh. So I wanted to have like a good representation of Urban Kids since that's what we're catering to. And then we brought DJ Snakes. And DJ Snakes is pretty awesome. Ever since I started listening to Kizoma music, or once I found out about DJ Snakes and he has these mixes on SoundCloud, I'll be sure to share his his SoundCloud uh, link on the show notes. He's probably the DJ that I listen to the most with his mixes and things like that. This is one particular mix, the the secret special Kizoma mix, and I probably listen to that one at least over a hundred times. And if I really want to like lose myself in the music and have a good dance, I usually just throw on that mix with the partner that I'm dancing with at that time and I'm always having a really good dance so it was awesome to have him here doing his thing in the flesh and of course I met him before in my trips to Europe and things like that but it was awesome to bring him here to have him play live for the people here and so that's kind of why I chose the people that I did for the festival just to bring the best of the best that in my opinion um, here to the festival and give those people that quality instruction and quality DJing here for the festival this year. So also besides your volunteers about having likeness, the tracking likeness, um, it was really interesting because I got to talk to and mingle with some of the instructors for the most part, which was really, really cool. But also revealing that they also, there's a lot of likeness to likeness. And it was really cool to see with Laurence and Adeline, their personality and how it messes, meshes with yours. And then surprisingly, Felicity is pretty funny. I, I didn't expect that, but he was really funny, actually. And then Anna and, and DJ Snakes um, were really, really pleasant to be around. And I was, surprisingly, what I didn't expect is DJ Snakes called me a geek. I was like, what? What in the world? But that was super, super awesome. It was really cool just to see how humble all of them are and, and uh, their personalities. It was really cool. So it's really relevant and and great to see how all of this was really, really united, not only with the volunteers, with the attendees, but with also with your instructors. So, I mean, that's probably going to be the theme of the podcast. We didn't really plan for the theme of the podcast to be like attracts like, but like looking at it in retrospect now and kind of reflecting on the weekend and uh, the awesome feedback, which is going to be the next thing we'll be talking about here. It was really like a good mix of the volunteers mixing with the instructors, which was mixing with the attendees and like really just creating a really cool atmosphere. And as an organizer, you think like, man, like what did you what did I do to kind of make the weekend special? Because we got a lot of good feedback and a lot of kind of raving reviews with the feedback um, from the festival and I, I kind of looking back and I don't feel like I did anything extraordinary to kind of create this kind of uh, energy throughout the festival weekend and things like that but for the most part I think I just like I continue to be the focal point but at the same time it's just like I'm just connected with all of you like from the volunteers connecting with the people who wanted to come out and support the festival connected with the instructors who inspired me and how kind of like that common thread or that common energy thread kind of just kind of floated throughout the weekend and it just kind of really laid itself naturally to create a really awesome weekend so as an organizer you not only are looking at somebody's skill but just like their energy and like their personality and things like that because when all of that kind of clicks in place then it really just creates an awesome event from especially from all the feedback that we're getting back from the festival so far 
for the feedback for the festival i just kind of broke it down into two parts to share with you guys we have glows and grows and i got this idea from emma who is who is a life coach i've been working with and just looking for that feedback okay what are the areas that you are glowing in like positive and then what are the areas where you can improve so where there's room to grow so the number one thing that we hear that we did well for the festival was the schedule and my vision behind the schedule was let's bring the artists that you really, 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 really want to see and give you more time to process their technique, their moves, their vision, their philosophy, their ideas while they're teaching and not try to cram it in one hour. Um, Felicia and Isabel taught two one and a half hour classes and the rest of the artists taught two hour classes each day. So you got an hour and a half of listening to Isabel, then an hour, two hours of Anna and two hours of Lawrence and Adeline and the same thing on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Maria and Elta and Aaron were the only two instructors that just taught an hour, um, but they were kind of like smaller classes towards the end of the day. But people really appreciated the opportunity to learn and to have the instructors take their time to break things down and really give the students a chance to ask questions and break down the technique step by step and not just trying to rush through the moves or the patterns, but understand the technique behind it. And that goes back to the vision that we talked about before of giving people a solid learning opportunity to get learning, uh, learning urban Kizomba. Um, the atmosphere we talked about as well was a really awesome feedback that we got from the festival. And I mentioned this a little bit before, but um, being one of the pioneers of urban slash new Kizomba here in the U.S. and being being able to teach all the places that I've taught here in the U.S. and seeing some of those students from either past or current students from like as far as two years ago to like maybe one month ago at the festival all under one roof was really humbling and awesome to see and that i feel created the atmosphere because like i was the common denominator there but at the same time it's like i don't even feel like it's me because i was just inspired by the people who inspired me at the beginning and we'll talk a little bit about who we're bringing to 2017 because he's the one that kind of started it for me and this is kind of like sharing that and that brings me it reminds me of this one quote that talked about like, okay, if I'm a candle and I'm able to light a hundred other candles, but it doesn't diminish my light that I'm able to kind of spread out there. So I just feel like all the candles that I've kind of lit for Urban and Neil Kizoma throughout the U.S. kind of all came together, those that were able to make it under one roof, and it really allowed us to kind of shine in that. So also basically it's all about relationships, yeah. So what was really, really unique um, is because we've talked about, Charles and I at least, um, off topic just for a second, about strengths finders. Mm -hmm. And so relationships is one of my like strong points. And I know that relationships maybe wasn't on your on your top, but this was a really great opportunity for you to to grow and to learn on that. But you actually did phenomenal, in my opinion, because this atmosphere and everything that we're talking about now is basically relationships. So not only did the people that inspired you inspire everyone else, but you connected everybody. You made all that happen. So just like Laurent was talking about and giving you a shout out, like all of us were there, but you were the glue. Mm. You know, we were all there to support you and to encourage this. And we all have the passion for it. 
and we all wanted to succeed and we all have the same goal but if it was not for you and your glue and your relationships with everybody um, to connect everyone to create new relationships none of this would have happened so thanks a bunch a bunch of munch yeah you don't see it while it's happening or you don't see it before maybe but like i said it's important to look back and and reflect and see why things happen the way that it did whether they be negative or whether it be positive um, i'll be sure to include the link for that book the strengths finder 2.0 you can kind of self-assess yourself and see what your top strengths are and see what you can do to kind of make those strengths stronger versus only focusing on your weaknesses but that's a whole another conversation in itself um, the areas where we could definitely grow in and do better next year um, would definitely be to have more taxi dancers. Um, that would seem to be a common thread, especially among the follows, that they weren't enough leads. And that's kind of the way it is throughout the Kizoma scene or in the dance scene. Like there's not a lot of leads. Usually um, there's dance events tend to be more follow heavy than there are lead lead heavy. But we'll definitely be coming up with some creative ways to entice more leaders to come out and probably come up with like an official taxi dancer crew to make sure everybody's getting decent dances there at the festival. And we'll probably also be looking for another venue as well next year to make sure we're able to provide a decent pool party and rooms for the people and maybe a better parking as well. For the people that were coming in who lived in Austin, but weren't necessarily traveling from outside of Texas. Looking back now, f- promoting the festival and, and kind of being worried and scared and like because it's a risk and things like that, you know, wonder if it's all going to be worth it at the end. And then now being here now, it's like it just kind of gives you a perspective of even though you're starting to doubt yourself, it's important to keep pushing forward. It's important to have people around you to keep pushing you to stay positive and not be like this pie in the sky, rainbows and unicorns kind of positivity. You know, it's still real, but at the same time, it's very important to have people around you and have a support system like Pamela, uh, like Lola, like Michael, Emily, Bartholomew. I've had her here in the podcast. She's been a major a supporter and encourager of mine as well and several other people that you just kind of meet along the way but it's really important to have a support system and not like a support system like oh i can lean that person like you should probably like get these people together and let them know specifically like i depend on you supporting and not be afraid to communicate that because it's really important especially when you take on bigger and bigger endeavors especially that push you out of your comfort zone that are able to do bigger things like this so yes that would be awesome as far as the vision for next year, we talked about like that inspiration. And one of the people who inspired me and many other of the Urban Kizoma instructors that we have right now is Albir Rojas. Albir, I think, was kind of the first one that was kind of made it cool or popular, if you will, to dance Kizoma in a non-traditional way. He's probably been the most influential guy out there, and he's still out there doing his thing. Um, if you guys haven't had the chance to meet him, he's really super humble, super loyal. He'll be on an upcoming podcast here, and we'll be able to kind of share his story a little bit. But that guy right there, he was my first Kizoma private, him and Sarah Lopez, when they were still together. She smells like heaven. I have to say that all the time. Whatever perfume she uses, I still remember from three years ago, four years ago. Um, But yeah, Albir, he just the way that he dances, the the way that he's musical, the music inspired me. 
And I didn't learn Kizomba for the sake of teaching it or putting on festivals or anything like that. But I mean, once that that flame is lit, like you don't know exactly what's going to happen afterwards, you know. So it's been really awesome to follow him and, and see him grow through his different partners and things like that and just through the different obstacles. Um, he's been to Texas the last couple of times, but he's been at the big salsa festival doing his thing there to kind of help it and expose it to the salsa crowd. But what's going to make this really, 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 really different is that now he's coming to the U.S. for Kizomba-only events. No salsa, no bachata. Like I said before at the beginning of the podcast, I don't have anything against salsa bachata, but he's going to come to a Kizomba-only event. We're going to really take advantage of his knowledge and his experience and really see him in the flesh. And it's going to be amazing, um, just to know because he's one of the guys that was kind of paving the road that a lot of us are walking down now in the terms of dancing Kizomba in, in a non-traditional way. So um, I'll be sure to include a link for the festival next year so you guys can definitely come out and check that out. It's going to be July 21st to the 24th of July 2017. We already sold like 30, 40 passes that are like the super early bird passes to the attendees last year. So we'll be starting the passes coming up here for the people who didn't make it out to the festival this year for the general public. And it's going to be awesome to have him here in the States for a Kizoma only event. I'd like to also touch a little bit on some of the feedback from some of the people in the survey that we did of asking if we're going to bring some traditional instructors as well to the festival. And I've been thinking about that a lot because obviously the slogan for Neil Kizoma is respect for the past and passion towards the future. And we definitely believe it's important to know the roots of all the public countries that played a part in the development and the initiation of Kizomba and how it got to become like a worldwide phenomenon now, you know. But I feel that with the festival, you can either try to please everybody or you can try to please the people that you're catering to or that you're targeting. And I believe our target market for the festival is more of an urban dancer mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't mean like it's an urban dancer and then that's it i mean you can, you can have people or a student who likes both but for that weekend the focus is going to be urban um i feel you can try to water it down and try to please everybody and and bring on another instructor but it's not going to be it's not going to be like sawa sawa it's not going to be like tabanka it's not going to be like miami beach kizoma festival so it'll be a watered down version of that so maybe a more traditional dancer will come out to the festival and be like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't amazing like Miami. Mm-hmm. And then if we bring another Kizoma instructor and then we have an urban guy, he's like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't amazing because you're not catering to or targeting a specific market. Um, I haven't made a final decision on it, but those are the things that I'm kind of tinkering with. I can kind of have multiple people there on both sides that kind of have a, a good time, a decent time, or I can cater to something and create a very unique experience for somebody for that weekend. I feel like there's a lot of quality Kizomba events already for traditional Kizomba here in the States. So if you wanted to do that for a weekend, there's there's a place to go for that. There's multiple places to go for that. But in the U.S., as it stands right now, there aren't a lot of places to get quality, good technique for urban. Um, so the vision might change moving further down the road, but I feel like 
a part of me of the voice inside of me wants to stay true to catering catering to the the urban dancers for right now as a need be especially with the well-established kizoma festivals that we have already here in the states that cater to traditional kizomba well said i agree it's good to focus on your demographic and um stay focused on what your goals are it doesn't mean that you know someone else's goals or any other goals are bad or wrong it just means that this is what your purpose is this is what your goal is and having a very purpose-driven life a purpose-driven business which is there's nothing wrong with that that's not affecting anybody else negatively it's just positive and it's only good things it's only you know love definitely i'm a big supporter of love so um i think it's great that you're continuing with that you know in my opinion i think that you should continue with that just because it's creating more opportunities for people to go out and learn so instead of just learning only traditional they can learn also urban which is like my viewpoint my perspective so um i i'm a big supporter of learning it all you know it's great to be knowledgeable in both um you know in both honestly and in any kind of kisomba if anything else pops up i know there's a lot of zook and kisomba now so if that starts to come up and become something new great you know dance evolves and that's not anything that's bad it's just learning learning more and there's nothing wrong with learning and i think it's a really 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 good um, idea for you to keep that going all right guys we really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast today it was just me and pam and, and covering the festival we'll start with the interviews probably next week we have some awesome interviews coming up here for you guys we appreciate you guys continuing to listen to the podcast and share it and um, we're getting more and more listens on the podcast which is awesome as well so we'll keep this going uh every single week and if you guys have any feedback that you want to give us as far as the festival ideas things that you'd like to see if you guys are at the festival or things like that feel free to hit us up there'll be a a testify link in the show notes so you guys can kind of reach out to me directly and let us know what you think about this particular podcast thank you guys once again for the listeners all the volunteers for the festival and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye 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 thank you for checking out the dance your heart on fire podcast today be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey.
Você é tão inesquecível e de uma forma rara Ninguém vai atrapalhar até que a morte nos separe